the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to the KyberCast, episode number seven. And joining me is my good friend, Michael Diaz. How are you, Michael? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Um, We're at episode seven, and maybe it's time to look in the mirror. Uh, you brought up a great topic to me over the, this week, and we're going to try and talk a little Black Mirror because that comes out, uh, the new season is launched on Netflix. A whole three episodes this season, but it's understandable. I think they're kind of counting uh, Snatch as part of this season, so this is why we're getting a shorter season. I didn't watch that yet either, to be honest with you. I've seen... The prior seasons, I'm going to be doing this podcast from memory. Um, I do have a crutch of uh, Wikipedia next to me, so I will be uh, purveying that as we talk to talk through this podcast. Um, so I'm going to, Michael. I want you to kind of take me through a little bit of what you were thinking. We certainly will talk about some of our favorite episodes, some of maybe what we didn't like, and uh, talk about what Black Mirror is. So let's get going. Well, let's kind of, let's take the the Marvel approach here. And by Marvel, I'm talking about the old school Marvel comic book approach, where Stan Lee was very much a proponent of the idea of whoever picks up this comic, this could probably be their very first issue. So you kind of got to give the whole story in the first few pages. So what I, when I say that, what I mean is just in case you've never watched Black Mirror and have been living under a rock for the last five, six years, uh, the basic gist is... Black Mirror is kind of like a modern day Twilight Zone, but with a heavy, heavy focus on technology and how it affects us in positive, though many negative ways. So I think I'll just keep saying the word so over and over. <laughs> but, but the point is, it's it's a modern take on the Twilight Zone, focusing on technology. And the reason the show is called Black Mirror is because when you take a cell phone and it's powered off, it's a Black Mirror I think it's really important so, that that we talk about that and that it is a great reflection about how technology does intersect our humanity and that's really why I like the show and and what it's what it does to make me think about um, some of the technology that we use how it affects our life in the future because it while we don't get from what I recall clear dates we know it's in the the, the 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 near future it's not like um looking at something 50 years down the road from what i can tell it's could be 10 20 we don't quite know because it's it's very it tangible technology yeah right exactly that's be, perfect it, it could be a month from now it could be six months from now i mean look how quickly you know when they first brought the iphone to market how it just changed the world i mean yeah we're what 10 years in now but can you imagine a world without smartphones now no, not even close. It's just exactly, it's crazy. So, I, I do like that approach to Black Mirror. How sometimes you know the technology is just ingrained; it's used, 
It's become a part of the fabric of society now. And people don't even give it a second guess. I mean, not all the episodes. Sometimes the episodes are about new things that people are just experiencing and something new technological-wise and how it affects society. But a lot of the times it's stuff that's been out there and people just kind of are, I don't want to say immune to it, but more habitualized to it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it it's a great, just as you said, it's a mirror back on society, back on ourselves, because if we're not there yet, some of these episodes, we could be there soon. And I like right. the black aspect because not only is it looking back at us and, you know, turn the mirror on us, but it obviously, for the most part, has a dark um, quality to it. It's not always a rosy uh, utopian future. Star Trek, this is not. No, but there is one that kind of has an interesting utopian future where you can choose your heaven, so to speak. That was a good one. Not my favorite one, but I it, it was a positive one. Like That was one of the ones I watched that like, oh, I don't feel like shit after watching this one. Exactly. And I think that's a good segue. So one of the things I want to talk about is now with this fifth season coming out, or I'm sorry, it's been out a week, and I have to admit, I'm not... I didn't jump on it and watch all three episodes. I've watched one of the three episodes so far. We'll get into that. But um, with Black Mirror coming out, or like one more time, it is out. Just want to take a minute to kind of let's let's kind of look back a bit. Not I don't want to take the whole show here to talk about every single episode. That would be monotonous. No. But just maybe our top two or three episodes, depending on time. Just what were the ones that really spoke to you? So you mentioned Black Mirror. You know. It, it involves discussions about her, our humanity and relation to technology. So mm-hmm. let's go with maybe not your favorite episode, but your second favorite episode. What, 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 what drew you in? So my second favorite episode is um, the one, and I can, I'm trying to find it here. It's called Nosedive. Um, and what I liked about it, it was basically what's happening in China right now, which is why at the time I was reading about what was happening in China and this episode came out where everybody has a social currency and you are rated with your interactions um, with your socioeconomic status and little things take like a little dip, dip, and then she kind of just drops to zero, right? So, and it was Bryce Dallas Howard that was the actress and she was great in it. And I just thought it was an interesting, it really pulled me in and that it was like, this this could really, really happen. Something of this nature where we are... Um, credited with the way we interact socially, not only online, but in person. And that person in front of you can affect your online status, which you know affects your currency and what you are culturally to everybody else if you're plugged in. And there will be those that will be completely, it's almost as if it was a dichotomy of the have and the have nots and, and that kind of whole society thing and what you get when you have everything and what you don't get. And I, I thought it was a great episode. I, um, I, I see here, and I didn't know this as I when I watched it, but I'm at the Wikipedia. Uh, Rashida Jones wrote it. That was interesting. I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, and the interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Now, you, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, you're seeing this in China and whatnot, but it's already here in the U.S. Um, look at look at Lyft and look at Uber. Yeah. Oh, for so sure. You can you rate the driver, but they also rate you. So if you don't have a good rating with Uber. Their driver, their drivers are like, I'm not picking that person up. Why should I? Right. So already we're seeing that now. Obviously, the show takes it to the nth degree, where it affects your credit score, affects you know 
houses you can buy and what social circles you run in. But I mean, it, it's already here. It's just not taken to the nth degree, but I mean, it's, it's already becoming woven into our daily fabric and people, I don't know if people are noticing that. Well, no, I don't think they notice it at all. I think it just becomes, it's kind of like, you know, the, the frog or the boiling a frog, right? Really slow. doesn't know. <laughs> you just keep doing it and that's a good turn analogy. up the heat a little bit each time. Yeah. Um, that's what's happening to us. We just, you know, it's a slow burn. We don't even know we're being boiled. And I, I my whole being right now, I'm really looking at how technology is affecting my day to day. And I listened to a podcast today, actually, about digital detoxification. And I can't make the move yet. Like I want simple things that this person said in the podcast was just take, take the apps off that make money off of your behavior. You know, not the apps that you pay for that. Like I need to get to this destination. So I'll use this map, even though Google does use your data to do things on, on the maps, but like the Instagrams, the Facebooks, those kind of things that make a living off your behavior, right? Cause they've, they've gained the system much like a slot machine. We won't go too deep into that. I'm just, I'll bring it back to, to black mirror, but I'm finding it very hard for myself to disengage from uh, a phone level, you know, like there's no reason I can't just have it on my desktop on my computer and check it at the end of the night or go through it. But Nope, I have to have it on my phone. I'm afraid of, missing something right there's a there's a thing there um this particular episode didn't get into wanting to miss something other than being part of society uh at where where it stands here but it's it's really pervasive in our life the way technology is really crashed into our humanity i agree and you're right i i don't know that i could do it either i mean it's again Facebook's been around, what, 10 years now or so, give or take. And mm-hmm. I don't know how it happened, but it became ingrained into our daily life. It's like like Google. Google, everyone, you know, it's just everywhere now. It's part of everything. I mean, 15, 20 years ago, I remember Yahoo was the search engine that every used, everyone used. But then I remember seeing Yahoo powered by Google. And then finally Google's like, well, we can make money doing this on our own. So why don't we? Right. But you're right. Facebook is 100% ingrained in our daily lives. And it's hard to divest from it because I mean, back in the day people had a party, they'd send you invitations, right? Mm-hmm. Or they'd call you. I mean, first would be like, here's an invitation, come to my party. Then, you know, it morphed over time and maybe people more of our generation would be like, Hey, I'm having a party. You should come if you can make it. But now, uh, someone's having a party. They want to invite people. They just make a Facebook event and you're not getting a, you're not getting a, paper invite. I mean, yeah, people still do that for like weddings and such or mm-hmm. older people. But now if anything's going on, any kind of event, you got to be on Facebook if you want to know about it. Right. Well, so, well, I will just say that out? I will add the caveat of, I'm going to say social media in general, Michael, you and I are old. We're the ones on Facebook. Kids aren't on Facebook. <laughs> you that's know, they use, that's true. They don't. We've decided. We've decided that's our new phone book. That's it's our it's the phone book that we get on the porch every day, um, because yep. of our age. But we are not. We are not the lead. It is you know, watching my son who's nineteen. They're Snapchatting. He's YouTube and Snapchat. Those are his two number one things that he does. But to, nonetheless, it's social media in general. 
Correct. Um, to take it back to the episode, what I liked about the episode is at the beginning, I really hated Bryce Dallas's character. Like I didn't even stay, I couldn't stand to even listen to her talk. And then by the end, I actually felt really sorry for her. Like the episode was that good. Like I changed my opinion about a person as they were, um, breaking down, so to speak. And, and I didn't, I didn't take joy in the breaking down somewhat at the beginning, but then towards the end, you're just like, man, she's really getting destroyed here. And it's not fair because everybody's playing this game and they're just, they're just dissing her. So right. she was just trying to play the game. I mean, those were the rules and she tried to play along and for a while she did. And then she didn't. And it had far more dire consequences than I thought was deserved. Correct. I mean, she went to jail for making a scene at a wedding. Yep. Now, I can see someone being a social pariah for a bit of time, but, you know, shit happens and people move on, but not so in that world. Absolutely. So that's my second one. Now, what's your second one? I'm a sap. So I'm going to say my second one. I know where you're going. I know right where you're going. I'm not going to say it, but I know it. I don't think you do. I do. I tossed and I, I... I have it in hawed between two different episodes. So okay. uh, this one was the most recent one that I saw. So I'm going to say this one is my current second favorite that could change. But right now, my second favorite episode is Hang the DJ. Do you remember which one that one is? I'm looking it up. It may not so, be the one I thought. It's the one where um, a man and woman meet for dinner. And nope, that's out. exactly the one I thought. I knew you were going there. <laughs> with, with General Hux. Yeah, no, 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 not, not General Hux. No, he was in it too, wasn't he? No, no, that wasn't. That was um, uh, that would be that one was be right back. General Hux is be right. Uh, Haley Atwell and General Hux. I'm, I can't remember his name. Domal Gleason. That's from the episode Be Right Back, and that is the one that I almost made my second favorite episode. This is but, the one where right? they go out on they're predetermined. The one you're talking about is when they go on. Dates that set up by the computer to find the perfect match, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, I knew you were going there. Okay. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And I again, it's because I'm a sap. So, spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen the episode, I don't know if... Uh, well, it's from what? It's from last season? I'm, I'm well past time. It's been a year. Was it season right? four? Yeah, it's been over a year. So, I can talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah season four. So, I can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, according to the spoiler rules. In just right. that, I'm a sap in that... I, I'm a total shipper. Right. So. Well, let's give a nod to our, let's give a nod to our English friends. It's series four. Yes. If you're in the, yes. If you're in the UK, it's series four in the U S it's season (laughs) four. I'm a, I'm a total shipper. I'm about halfway through the episode. I'm like, if those two do not end up together, I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) So, uh, I, I probably have spoiled the ending now. So, once again, if you haven't if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, but hello, we're talking about Black Mirror. So hopefully hopefully I didn't ruin too much for you. But that right. uh that whole episode, just the way it was interesting because everyone was given an allotted time for their relationships. And that's not too terribly far off from now. Yes, predominantly people that are younger than us, not mm-hmm. me, not you. You're married, I'm gonna very happy relationship. We we missed the Tinder cutoff, right? And I'm glad I was not single when Tinder was around because it takes every aspect of a meat market club 
on a Friday night and cuts all the good out of it. And it's now just a huge meat market. Now, if you're looking just for hookups and whatnot, I'm sure it's fine. I don't know. I've never, I've never installed the app, never used it, never needed to. But from working with and talking to millennials, I mean, that's, that's how they meet people. It's not, it's not like how we used to meet people, you know? So you take that aspect of a dating app and then you mix it with the fact that, yeah, every relationship you're ever going to be in has an expiration date. You just don't know where it is, right? Whether it's because two people fall out of love, one person decides they don't, they're not in the other person, or if someone unfortunately dies or something else, who knows what happened, disappears. Every relationship you're in, in your life has an expiration date. You just don't know it. So the difference in hanging the DJ is that when the two people decide they want to find out, they find out the expiration date and it's, it's like Tinder, but not. So I just found it very interesting because, you know, the main couple from the first, they, they had what, 12 hours together mm-hmm. and they knew that was the relationship, 12 hours. And then they got a second chance and it was supposed to last five years and then he destroyed it because he wanted to know how long it was and he hit the button and found out and it, it started reducing the time. And that's really not that far off from real life. I mean, unfortunately, some relationships are sabotaged because one person or the other is like, this is too good. And uh, obviously, this is not going to end well. I mean, I'm not saying that's the case in relationships, but sometimes people get it in their head that, um, you know, this relationship's going so well. It's, it's obviously has to end poorly at some point. And I don't want to be the person that gets hurt. So uh, I'm going to end this now because it's probably going to end at some point anyway. And that's kind of what he did by looking. He sabotaged the relationship unbeknownst to him, but he did. So that stuff happens in real life. It was just that this had a set time limit. And I don't know, it just kind of, I don't know. It was just so interesting how they did that. But then the thing that grabbed me was I am a romantic so the thought of saying, damn the torpedoes, screw the system. I don't care if it says we're supposed to be together or not. I feel we should be together and you feel the same. So let's fucking go for it. But that was the, the episode. But that was the system. It was, but they didn't know that until the end, until they actually broke through and no. Right. And then you right. find out, yes, it's all simulation, yada, yada, yada. But yes, I... I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff, which is how, I mean, not to take too much of a sidestep here, but have you ever seen the movie um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yep. It's been a long time, though. Well, yeah, it, it came out 15 years ago. So there are different takes to how that movie ends, whether or not, you know, they should get back together or they shouldn't. And I, I always kind of took the approach that they realized that even though they knew their love was doomed and they broke up at one point, they didn't give a shit. They were going to say, damn the torpedoes, and they were going to go for it again. That's how I took the end of the movie, and maybe other people have different um, interpretations of that movie. But that that's kind of what I saw at the end of Hang the DJ. So personally, that is why I liked it so much. It's a great episode. It's it's one of the few feel-good ones when you watch it. So it's a, it's a good respite, after you, if, especially if you binge these. If you sit down and binge these, which I did, and Michelle and I did, it was you – you can take a toll on your psyche and you need those kind of respites. And that's a very good respite episode to kind of like, Oh, not everything's always bad. Um, 
in the future, so to speak. So I thought the episode was really, really well done. Um, you, you do root for the couple and you say, oh, and you get upset when the idiot makes a mistake. You know what I mean? It it pulls you in and it definitely gives you a really good ride. Um, it, it's a, it is a very good episode. It has emotional highs and lows, so it, it got to me. I, I enjoyed it. So then I'm going to let you say what your favorite one is, and then we'll finish with my favorite one. And then I do want to talk about one that made me absolutely sick. Okay. Um, well, you'll notice the theme. So my favorite episode was another super emotional one. And it's by far my favorite episode. In fact, when I tell people, when they're like, Black Mirror, where should I start? Because you can really start anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. you start noticing in season four that there's starting to callbacks. be- Callbacks. Yeah, callbacks to other episodes. You're like, oh yeah, that's from that episode. Or, you know, there, there's little things there. But uh, really, you can watch them in any order. It doesn't really matter because they're, they're pretty self-contained. But mm-hmm. for me, when someone goes, okay, Black Mirror, why, why should I watch it? I tell them, first off, don't start with the first episode. Of series or season one, that one's kind of that kind of one's kind of brutal, kind of rough. Yep. So I always tell people if you're going to start off, start with San Junipero. It's a good one. Now, it's a good one. I'm, I'll let you start it. It's a good. It's what I spoke about earlier well, a bit. I'm, I I'm going to totally I'm going to full hundred percent confession. The first time I watched that episode. I bawled at the end, cried like a little, I was going to say a little girl, but that's, that's offensive to little girls. I bawled. I was like ugly crying. I was like, oh my God, yes. Cause I didn't think they were going to get together. Mm-hmm. So again, spoiler alert. Um, so if you haven't seen San Junipero, maybe turn this podcast off. <laughs> well, I think the thing here is it's something People maybe have heard me say this to friends and stuff like that. Like, I don't really want to die. I want my consciousness uploaded so that I can just see what happens in the future. And, you know, it's it's a goofy thing to think about. I, do, I don't know if I really want that, but in my head, I was like, oh, it'd be great to know what happens when you're gone. Everybody, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and this is really about, do you, do you choose, to me, the crux of the episode was, yes, they were together, but it wasn't really what that was about. To me, it was about, do you choose the heaven you want to create or do you choose, do you go on faith and see if there's a real one, right? And it's like you get, your your brain gets uploaded to the system. And the system is just a hard drive of what heaven could be for you that you chose. You know, everything everything that happened there is digitally. It didn't happen. It's a digital experience. Well, it's all right, so, there. It's all right there in the song that they borrowed from Belinda Car- Carlisle. Right. I mean, literally, ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. It's a set of data banks. Right. So, but it's a, it's a, it's a choice. Like I don't, I'm choosing to believe this digital thing over God. That's what I took out of that episode. Oh, see again, total shipper here. So I was rooting for the couple to get together. Are they going to, or are they not? But I really didn't think of that larger ramification of faith. Am I going to have faith? that my consciousness mm-hmm. uploads into the hereafter, or am mm-hmm. I going to make that choice to upload my consciousness into a set of, you know, but, and then that, that also then asks the question, where is the soul? 
when that corporeal form dies, when that mm-hmm. person dies, is their soul still moving on if you believe in such a thing? Don't know. It's a great question. Don't know. So are they competing? I mean, you're, are you really to me, alive? You know, sitting to in- me, it, yeah, to me, it felt like it was the soul that went through. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel the love. Ah, see, a lot of room for debate there. I like that. that that's, but you're right. You bring up a good point. Are you choosing faith, or are you, or you, are you choosing your heaven? Yeah, it was a. It is the age-old question of like to me. It was about like, do you choose science or do you choose religion? This is what that episode, the crux of the episode was for me, based on a relationship. Like, what are you going to give up? You know, I, if I choose faith, I don't know if I'm going to have what I have here. So I'm going to choose the known, and the fear of the unknown is what death is, right? So if I choose this thing, I'm not really dying. I'm just uploading. So I'm too afraid. Right. So it's. It's really what that was about. Oh, it's a question of faith. It's uh, the devil you know versus the one you don't. Right. Right, right. But it was a, it's a fantastic episode. It is a good one to start with. I think you're right. I think it's a very good one to start with. Yeah, because let's face it. I mean, National Anthem, oh, that one's rough. That was a rough one to start a series on. I don't know why they made that the first episode because I watched it once and once is enough. It's, I'm not yeah. saying it's not a good episode, but it's it's brutal. It's a bit rough. It is. It is. So, what is your favorite episode? So mine is the one that I thought was really, really interesting and um, sits with me a lot. Was the entire history of you? And oh, I thought it yeah. was just. It's so good. It's it's really some you have this and and the grain comes up later on in episodes because this was season one, I believe. Um, it was the last episode, and you put this little chip in your head or behind your ear, and um, it records everything for you, right from birth, whenever they implant it to whenever, and everything's recorded, and it's it's there, and you can do a redo per, or watch it watch your day over again. Like, Oh, where did I screw up here and there? Um, but it leads to, you know, an interesting situation about fidelity and marriage and, um, you know, things that, that happened to this person that, you know, you know, him and his wife have problems and he kind of caught something based on a, a recording he watched. And I think for me, why I, really latched onto this episode is I'm a really visual person. I, I know from when I leave the house and then I come home, like something's been moved. Do you know what I mean? Like I know those little things. I just, I don't know right, why my right. mind takes pictures like that. I just know. I, it's, I don't remember words. I don't remember things, but I remember pictures and faces. That's like my way of getting through school. And, you know, when I write, wrote notes in school, I wrote pictures, you know, as much as I could. Cause if I remember that picture, I remember the note. So this to me was like, wow, it's really interesting. I could play back my day and what did I, you know, but, but, but boy, what a horrible, you know, it, it leads to some bad things. You can see where it might lead to good things, but it also leads to some really bad things. And, um, but unfortunately he was right about what he saw. That's what was interesting. Like he did not, he wasn't making anything up. He caught his wife cheating, you know, and it was an interesting way of doing it. And it, at the end of the day, he took the thing out of his head, 
um, because he didn't want to do it anymore um, because it led to emptiness and he could have let it all go and get by. But at the end of the day, you know, it was to me, it was a great episode. Well, and that kind of underlines the fact that the old saying, ignorance is bliss. I mean, who hasn't had an interview or something of those of that nature that, you know, afterward you're like, oh, did I say the right thing? Did did so-and-so, when they mm-hmm. reacted, when they did this thing, what were they thinking or what did they mean? And the fact that you could take that grain and you could replay the interview and go over it and obsessively, because that's how it starts off. The episode starts with him right. in the interview and he goes to the dinner right. party and then everyone wants to see his grain from the interview, you know, the recording from the interview. And yep. I mean, I admit I have a slightly obsessive nature. I'm not like OCD where, you know, I have to, you know, make sure the cat's okay and then open and lock the door seven times. You know, for people that have to do that, I, that's unfortunate and that's terrible. I'm not to that level, but I obsess a little bit. So if I ever, you know, had an interview and wondered how did that go, I'm sure I could get very easily trapped in a loop where I just for an hour or hours rewatch that interview in my brain and try to think where, wait, that person, you know, touched their head right there when I said that. What does that mean? Look into every little thing. You know, it's bad enough that I do it now and I don't have the grain, but memories are designed to fade and lessen and soften. That's just how the brain is built. So eventually right. you let things go. The grain doesn't let you let anything go ever because you can call it up instantly. And like you said, it leads to bad things because so then when he walked when he walked into the dinner party, he noticed his wife being very familiar with that guy, which if you didn't have the grain, you know, he might have just think, oh, maybe, maybe I saw something I didn't, you know, maybe, maybe it's just because I'm anxious because I just left the interview. Maybe I thought my wife was being a bit too chummy with that guy and would have passed on. You know what? The rest of his life probably would have been fine. It seemed, you know, like whatever affair they had had was long done and he would have lived his life unaware. But no, right. the grain, he went back and watched that scene over and over. You're right. And so it's an interesting take. It'd be nice to record everything sometimes, but, you know, every piece of technology is a double-edged sword. There's going to be pros and cons. Right. Yeah, good episode. Um, quickly, I'm just going to say the one that that still sticks in my head with a really – Really bad feeling and just a gut killing sickness in my gut. I'm going to ask if you can guess which one it is. Uh, Let me see here. I am going to say the one that puts a. Well, it's not National Anthem because we already kind of mentioned that one. Um. What's the one with the uh, the cartoon character that runs for office? No, nope, that one's that's we've already got that in real life. It didn't scare me. Um, ooh, then hated in the nation. Nope, it's actually the episode right right. That's a good one. That's uh the episode right before your favorite one called "Shut Up and Dance." Where <gasps> yo, that was so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's, I'm not going to say it's my favorite because it is disturbed. I'm still disturbed over it. it. It it may be. It's why everybody that you see with a laptop right now covers their 
their camera. When that one came out, nobody worried about their camera on their on their laptop like they do now. Well, uh, I work in IT, so I've been covering mine for about 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, but in it, and the reason it's it's not being watched on the laptop that makes you disturbed in this in this episode. It's everything that happens afterwards. It's just a sickening episode. This kid is it's it's you know it gets into pedophilia and those kind of things and it's really really nasty. Um, it's really the it is the darkest of man episode out of all of them. And it's a good episode, but I I, I don't think I could watch it twice. Put it that way. See, yeah, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say you're wrong because the thing is, everyone affected in that episode did earn it to a degree. To that level, I'm not certain. But everyone. Oh, I don't feel bad for the. I don't feel bad for those characters. I feel bad about what they do. That's oh yeah, what makes there's me definitely sick. that. And what's? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. And there's that twist at the end, too, where you find out mm-hmm. what the last character did to get in that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what oh. broke you. That's what broke me. It's like, oh, no. Because then you go back to the beginning of the episode, and there's a little girl at the beginning, and he like, gave her a toy, if I remember right. And he was like, oh, nice yep. term. Like, oh, you sick bastard. That, w- he, that wasn't because he was nice. You know? It's because he's sick. Because right. he was. Yeah, yeah. It changes the whole beginning, right? Like, you find out at the end, and you're just like, oh, fuck all these people. You know, <laughs> you're just like, they're all bad people. And yeah. Now, are you saying that it's the maybe the darkest one with humanity? I, I, I'm not going to necessarily argue, but I will say I, w- I will throw in Black Museum as a contender as well. Mm hmm. Because that one, I mean, it's all that, <laughs> that guy is. Pretty much a sociopath, if if there ever was one, because it's all about what he can do. Right. Right. But, yeah, but that's a good one. That's a good one. So I don't know that I can top that. I, I think I have to agree with you that that one is, that one's very disturbing. That's a good it's one. It's disturbing. It's a great series. It's um, It gets you to think. I We sh- should probably talk about the new ones at another time, obviously, because we didn't watch them. Um, I'm glad it's on TV. It's interesting that I thought it with that being out, I'm curious as if that's the why CBS brought out Twilight Zone again, because it was a property they had. Um, they definitely capitalized on great, a director, right? Or at least a showrunner. Um, so it's yep. interesting to me yep. that they brought well, that back. I, Amazon did the same thing. Um, yeah. What is it? Uh, Philip K. Dick's uh, Electric Dreams. Mm-hmm. Came out with that, I haven't watched them. We could, we could do a whole episode on that. I watched most of them. They're not bad. It's more sci-fi okay. based and it's it's not as dark as uh, Black Mirror can be. They were fine, but I didn't find myself talking about them and going back to them like I do with Black Mirror. That reminds me, we should do for us and anybody who wants to listen, uh, a Blade Runner episode, a one and two, so to speak. You know what? I would be into that because... It's been for years since I've watched Blade Runner. I saw it in the theater last, maybe 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago for a re-release. And I still haven't seen Blade Runner 2049. I have. I won't get into it. Yeah, it's good. I won't get into it here, but that'll be something that you and I can maybe talk about in the future. So, 
Yeah, like I said, I'm into it because I that Dennis or Denise, or I think it's French Villanueva, one of my favorite mm-hmm. new directors right now. So far, everything I've seen by him is fantastic. Um, yeah. Have you seen uh, Sicario? I have not. Watch Sicario. Super intense. And then obviously he did Arrival. Oh, wait a minute. I, I did see that. That it's with... Um, Emily oh, Blunt? Who's the actor? Yeah, but... Emily of Blunt course remember her. and Benicio Del Toro and... Benicio, I did see Sicario. Yeah, the, the, the border and he's... Say, yes, I did see that. It's a very good movie. I didn't see the sequel. There's another one that came out. Correct? Don't need to see that one. That one's not... Has nothing to do... I mean, Dennis or Denis, I don't know how... Yeah, I think he's French. Uh, Villanueva. He... Um, he had very little to do with the sequel. The sequel is just an action movie, whereas there was oh, okay. an intensity and something awesome about Sicario. Sorry, that's not what this episode's that about, but if if yeah. you saw Arrival, Arrival's one of my favorite movies, probably my top one of my top ten favorite movies right now. Okay. So I just want to say I want to I definitely want to see the Blade Runner, even though no one else saw it. And he's also now doing Dune. So could be good. Could be very good. We will see. And with that being said, thank you all for listening. This has uh, been episode number seven. Michael, great topic. Um, it made me really think about all the episodes again because it's been a while and I actually got jazzed looking it up again and saying, wow, that was really good. Brought up some good good, good memories of that series. So now I actually want to go back and watch the three episodes, even though What's-Her-Face is in episode one. Who's What's-Her-Face? You talking about Miley Cyrus? Yes. <laughs> I think she's technically in episode three. And I did watch, oh, her I did watch it, and she's actually really good. Okay. I won't say the episode is really good, but we'll get into that later. But I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. Cool. Cool. Uh, thanks again. We will get this uploaded. And I appreciate anybody who is listening to this podcast. Michael and I are trying to get a little better as we go. I think uh, we're starting to really jive here. And, and we're hitting our stride. Better. Michael, hitting our stride. We're getting it. We get there. This is two idiots doing it on their own. We're not trying to make money or do any of that kind of nonsense like every other podcast out there. We're not looking for sponsors or anything like that. We're just trying to have fun. So hopefully you guys enjoy this, Michael. I always enjoy talking to you. And I uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you uh, bringing me back to earth. You're welcome. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>